Did you remember to bring your passport, Aaron? Uh, let me check. I got the suntan lotion, um, some snacks. Yeah, I got it here. Yep, I'm ready to go. Perfect, because we are going on an overseas trip, and it's not England this time. We are going to Prague in the Czech Republic. I'm excited about that. I've never been there. So we don't need the suntan lotion. Now I think the suntan lotion can stay at home. I think that's a pretty safe bet. But uh, we're heading back to June 24th, 1991. So that should be a blast. We're going to be talking about one of the most interesting musicians, I think, who's uh, ever lived. I don't think that's a, um, I don't think that's a, an overgeneralization at all. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm 100% with you. Well, should be a great trip. So uh, road trip time. Maps? Check. Snacks? Double check. Tunes? Check. I'm Tony Stewart. I'm Aaron Badgley. And we are cruising the rock and roll highway in our way back music machine. Are you ready, my friend? I sure am. I have the feeling this is going to be the start of a great adventure. Kind of a magical mystery tour. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Compared to most of our road trips, this one's actually staying pretty recent, isn't it? I think the furthest we're going back this week is 1991. You know, you're right. And it's funny because I said to my daughter, we're not going to go far in time this time. And she went, well, that's over 30 years, Dad. (laughs) That is hard to believe, isn't it? And actually, my 30th anniversary is coming up uh, later this summer. So, yes, you're right. Happy anniversary. Oh, thanks. You ready to hop back to June 24th, 1991 in Prague? Oh, I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. Yep. All right, punch it in. Here we go. All the way live from my home studio. It's Ricky and D. With a new kind of steak for a new kind of cowboy. Take it. Yo. Yippee-eye. Yo. McDonald's has something big cooking. A grilled steak sandwich with sautéed onions and mushrooms on a sourdough roll. Yo, man, the steak sauce is death. Yeah, mighty fine dining. And mighty filling with McDonald's fries. But you better get on up before the grilled steak sandwich is gone. Word up. Always good food. Always good value. I tell you, man, those commercials, they've changed from the... I like the 50s better, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, so do I. They were uh, a little more... I don't know. So there's something... Uh, Innocent, but at the same time, you, you can't believe, you know, some of the stuff that they're, they're telling people about cigarettes. And did, you ever, did you ever see the TV commercial with the dancing cigarettes? That's yes, a yes. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, here we are in uh, Czechoslovakia in Prague. Yes. And we are going to be talking about Frank Zappa, who's performing a concert, actually, as we pull up here. And uh, what an interesting show this is and Zappa's already an interesting guy I don't know where to start with him um, um, fascinating, so many, yeah, fascinating. I, I saw him live twice you know. oh you've seen Zappa live eh mm-hmm. incredible yeah, Maple Leaf Gardens like prolific eclectic um, un- an unbelievable musician and uh, you name it Frank did it also a guy who wasn't afraid to uh, you know let his opinions be known uh regardless of whether they were popular or not. Well, do you remember when he took on the, um, what's it name? Uh, oh, the, PM, the PMRC. That's PMRC. Remember yeah, that? With that Tipper was... Gore, and he, he ripped a strip off of them, boy. Yeah, and he expected Madonna to help him. And when he said to her, are you going to help me? She went, no, I don't think so. And he was like, what the? 
Yeah, those hearings were fascinating because uh, John Denver. Did you see John Denver when he went up? Classic. He, I love that. He he was even harsher than Zappa was actually. You which, know, I think in the future we should do something with John Denver because I think he's incredibly underrated. Oh, just my opinion. I saw John Denver live actually. And see, now I never saw him live. Fantastic. That must have been great. Fantastic. Great band. Great concert. It was a, a long concert too. It was it was wonderful and. Um, Great musician. Oh, yeah. I would love to, hopefully, sometime in history, we can, uh, as long as it's happy, John Denver. I don't want to be talking about the plane crash or anything like no, that. No, no. Let's, we should talk about, he did the, maybe at Christmas time, we did the Muppets and John Denver doing a Christmas special. Or yeah, something. or something like that. We'll find something in rock history. But we are here uh, for a concert Zappa, called yeah. Adieu Soviet Army. It's uh, here in Prague, and it's the farewell to the last soldiers of the Soviet Red Army, leaving free Czechoslovakia. Um, This is unbelievable, and this is very Frank Zappa to be a part of this, isn't it? You mentioned earlier that he's prolific, right, Tony? Oh. 62 albums he recorded from 1965 to to his, his passing in 1993. 62. But you know what's even more astounding is 55 since his death. I know, 55 more, and they're, and they're all, and nothing's duplicated. We're not talking about greatest hits albums. Or no, no. Comp, we're talking about unreleased material. The guy just recorded nonstop, and, and um, his son actually said that he spent the last year of his life making notes about the 55 albums. Oh, my <laughs> so goodness. Like, do it this way. <laughs> and and different, every album different, too. It's, it's oh. unbelievable. Um you know, but there were a few things that also, uh, with this concert, Frank Zappa was uh, the head of the government in uh, in Prague, was, was a big Zappa fan. Yeah. And uh, he was actually named as a cultural attache, wasn't he? He was, indeed he was, yeah. <laughs> well, I think Zappa always did what, much better in Europe and, 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 I guess, the old USSR than he did in North America. Oh, for sure. They, they, I think they uh, took a look at him and, you know, just viewed what he was doing and how he was able to do all these different styles and speak what he wanted to speak and sing about what he wanted to sing and uh, as freedom, right? Here was the ultimate freedom that you could piss people off and, and you could be <laughs> controversial and, and you could do that. Well, it's funny because, you know, I listen to radio around the world on, on the internet and I go in, the, there's a bunch of German classic rock stations, and I've never gone on there and not heard Zappa. That's I've it. never heard Zappa on the radio here in Toronto, never. Oh, I well, don't think I ever have either. I never. No, maybe Valley Girl, Once in a Blue Moon, maybe. But they're playing, you know, Peaches on Regalia and all those things. But, you know, as a jazz guy, what do you think of his jazz? Difficult. Um, <laughs> I've, I've read through some of those tunes, and man, they are hard to play. Um, very, very cerebral, very, very cerebral. Um, Frank Zappa's jazz is not easy listening for sure. Um, interesting to play. I don't know that I'd ever want to play it on stage myself. (laughs) Um, but I do know guys who love it, uh, but boy, you talk about cerebral, difficult melody lines, like unbelievable. Time signatures and all that. Oh yeah. 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 Time signatures shifting constantly. And even when he's done work with orchestras, and, and I know orchestras find, uh, you know, used to find frustrating sometimes because the parts would be so difficult. 
Well, it's funny, you know, you're, you're right. And he was also listed as 20, number 22. In 2011, he was listed as the 22nd greatest guitarist of all time. Yeah, isn't and that interesting? I would say he should go higher myself, but, you know, what do I know? But that's my opinion. Well, and he was highly regarded in all different circles, you know, highly regarded yeah. in, in the jazz world. But, for instance, Kent Nagano, uh, who was the conductor of the Montreal Symphony for a while, um, loved Zappa. Collaborate, right. He collaborated with Zappa, thought, and in his own words, Frank Zappa was a genius. And he says, yeah. you know, uh, and, and Kent Nagano said, I don't like tossing around that word because we use it far too often. But he said, Frank Zappa was a genius. Uh, largely self-taught. And that <laughs> that's interesting as well, right? Just just the body of knowledge and the body of work is what has always stood out for me about Frank Zappa. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell you a funny story. When I saw him in Maple Leaf Gardens, I was lucky to have really good seats. And Zappa was strongly anti-drug. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah, he yeah. Heard, he, he, he didn't do drugs. Strong. No. So he's doing this song. He's doing a song. And I guess some guy two rows ahead of me smoking a joint. Zappa stops. He goes, stop, stop. You smoke at the joint. If you want to smoke that joint, you go to the back of Maple Leaf Gardens. I don't want to smell it. My band doesn't want to smell it. We want to play. So he waits till the guy moves to the back of the scene of uh, Maple Leaf Gardens. And Tony, he goes, one, two, three, four. And it was like someone dropped the needle on a record. He picked up right where he stopped. Oh, wow. It was like, whoa. You know what? He did it. His band caught up with him. Yeah, that's a pretty in- incredible story. I mean, I know he was a heavy, heavy smoker. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah but and he, drink coffee. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He drank coffee. But uh, he didn't do drugs, no. And, and a lot of people are shocked by that, I think. Well, look at his appearance, right? Well, he always had that right. hippie appearance. And-, and and the music, too. Let's let's face it, right? It's just so eclectic. And, uh, I hope I'm a rock. That's a great song. <laughs> I didn't realize that he uh, had the... I hope I'm correct in saying this, that he his uh, he had the second double album. Like, Bob Dylan was the first in the rock era, right, to come mm. up with a double album, and Zappa was second. Freak Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah Freak Out was the second double album. So that's, uh, again, very cool, uh, ahead of his time, influential. Oh. I mean, everybody says, yep, uh, you know, that guy uh, influenced me for sure. Even the Beatles said that. And Well, I mean, you look at Uncle Meat, where he manipulated tape. That no artist had done up to that point, and Eno talks about that album. Like, yes, there's Zappa another guy who used used tape as an instrument. Well, that's know? right. That's right. So, uh, anyway, so. this uh, this is just a perfect uh, Frank Zappa moment playing at this concert. And actually, this is only a couple of years before his death, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, two years. Well, and I love the name of the concert: A Do Soviet Army. Yeah, it's it's perfect. <laughs> He was, and, he, and that's the thing. He had a great sense of humor. And you know, do you know what TV show he made his TV debut on? Oh my goodness! Uh, no, what which show? Are you ready? I'm I'm ready. The monkeys. Oh, I did read that he he had he was uh, friends with Nesmith, wasn't he? Very good friends, and he appears. Uh, there's a great scene in the monkeys. They made one movie called Head. Yeah, he was and, in Head, right? Yeah, yeah, and he well, he's in the TV show too, but but. Um, <laughs> Davy does this whole big song and dance number, and Zap is walking across the street with a cow. And Davy goes, "What'd you think, Frank?" And he goes, "Yeah, I think you should focus more on the music and less on the dancing." <laughs> 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 oh, I love him. I love Zappa. Love the man. Yeah, very Anyways. very interesting figure. 
What I'd like to know is we're talking June 24th, 1991. What was on the charts this week? I got to tell you, I started laughing when I saw the charts because I thought I owned one album in the top five. I want to guess. Was it uh, number three? Oh, you know me too well, man. Yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it wasn't number one. No. It sure as hell wasn't number four. Um, <laughs> you got me. You got me. Yeah, it was number five. I still have it, too, on CD. Okay, so number five. What was number five? Mr. Uh, Mr. Hare, Michael yes. Bolton, Time, Love, and Tenderness. Number four is, I, I'm sorry, I can't say this out giggling, C&C Music Factory, <laughs> going to make you sweat. Yeah. Uh, number three is R.E.M. Out of Time. Actually, it was funny when I put this together and I went to a, a thrift shop here in Toronto and I saw about four copies of C&C Music Factory. Number two is Paula Abdul, Spellbound. Mm-hmm. And number one is N.W.A. And I don't even know how to pronounce this title. I'm going to try it. It's Ephil Forzagen. Yeah, I don't know how don't to know. pronounce that either, but... Uh... That was number one. Wow. Yeah, number one. You know, Tony, I wonder, you know how recently they're they're releasing 50th anniversaries of, of you know, Tapestry and Fleetwood Mac and Beatles. And I wonder if there'll be a 50th anniversary of CNC Music Factory. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> I'm with you there, man. Uh, and on that note, uh, you ready to jump ahead? We should, uh, we're going to go to June 25th, but uh, do you want to, punch it in for 2009 i will do that you ready i am ready all right here we go all right here we are uh, this one's a little more somber well a lot more somber uh june 25th 2009 we're in beverly hills and uh the world has just learned that uh, the king of pop michael jackson has passed away and it's always controversial, isn't it, to talk about Michael Jackson because uh, because of the allegations against him, but he was only 50 years old and uh, he suffered heart failure, suspicious uh, circumstances around his death, but uh, an interesting life, an interesting person, he, you know, the eighth child of the Jackson family, uh, you know, singing when he was a kid signed with Motown when he was a kid. Um, his work with music videos, uh, his records, all of it, just just such an interesting figure, wouldn't you th- agree? I do, and, and, and much, you know, the, the sad part of, and I agree with you, because when you talk about Michael Jackson, it, I kind of always set the parameters. I'm not going to talk about his private life. I'm not going to talk about the allegations. I'm not saying they're true or not. I'm not giving an opinion no but in many regards and this is going to be controversial this was almost like a john lennon passing so john lennon had come back into the limelight his return album he was talking at the tour and he was murdered so michael comes out he was going to do those dates in england that's right the, the this is it tour he was recording an album that was supposed to come out to coincide i mean it was very similar in that here he was, 50 years old, not over the hill by any stretch of the imagination, trying to go back to focusing on music as opposed to all the, the, the nonsense that happened around him. And then he dies from, uh, and I would say, again, not being controversial, but he was kind of murdered, right? I mean, the doctor should yeah. have known better, but that's maybe... 
Yeah, it, and, I don't know. but you're right. And um, it's always tough when you're discussing artists like this, you know, separating the personal from the from the musical, because uh, I think he was a genius musically. Uh, I think there's no question that Michael Jackson was a genius musically. Um, I was a fan personally. I, I love Michael Jackson. Um, I like the whole package that he, you know, the, the singing, the dancing, um, the videos. Uh, he was just a whole different breed of pop star um, on a whole other level. You know, I was, I was a card carrying member of the Michael Jackson, well, the Jackson five fan club. I'm uh I love the Jackson Five. I love the song Ben. Loved it. Uh, I still do. Um, he, you know, he was an incredibly talented artist, and he was a showman. I mean, the moonwalk on TV. Do you remember that? That was. Oh, I that absolutely was, do. Yes. That was that was pre-viral. You know, before things went viral, that thing went viral. You know? Oh, absolutely, and you look uh, an interesting childhood, right? Because his father. Uh, Again, he was a controversial figure as well for the way that he pushed those boys. But I was reading, you know, their time at Motown, like Barry Gordy had them, especially when they went to Los Angeles, had them rehearsing, you know, 10 hours a day like or yeah. more. And, and, and he was just a kid, you know, but um, so polished as well. Well, he never had a childhood. That was the problem. I well, mean, he was... He it, was he was a consummate professional. I mean, you look at, and, and I'm with you. I love Thriller. I bought it. I still have my original vinyl. I loved Off the Wall. Bad. Wasn't crazy about Dangerous, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, they're, 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 they're established albums. You can't argue the quality of that. I mean, Quincy Jones producing. Right? Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, Thriller. I mean, that is that still uh, the number one album? I, it was number two behind the Eagles for a little while, but I think it overtook, didn't it? Well, they reissued it, and I think when they reissued it, it did take over from uh, the Eagles. But the Eagles are going to tour this year, so you'll see the Eagles go up again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, did you see uh, the induction of the uh, Jackson Five into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Do you remember that ceremony? Yeah. And, and you know, Michael just stood off to the side. Do you remember that? And uh, I do indeed, because he was he was. Um, you know, that was when his skin was lightening and things like that. And um, he just stood off to the side and let his brothers have a little bit of the spotlight. I was impressed by that, actually, because that could have easily been all about him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, indeed. Well, I don't. I think he was, in a bizarre way, I think he was uncomfortable with the level of celebrity. I think he wanted success. I think he wanted to be popular. I don't think he wanted it to be what it became, if that makes sense to you. Like, I don't think he wanted to be... Michael Jackson of Thriller selling 50 million records. And he, I mean, he lost all privacy and, you know, the chimp bubbles, bubbles. bubbles yes, chimp. yes. We have bubbles uh, made an appearance a little while ago uh, on our show, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love bubbles. Rest in peace, bubbles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And of course, the other controversial thing about Michael Jackson is when he bought the Beatles catalog under, from, under McCartney. Although McCartney gave him the advice. You know the story, right? Oh, go or, ahead. Where, what's that? Go ahead. Well, no, that he, Michael was talking to Paul, and, Mike, and Paul said, "You know, Michael, I invested in music. You should do the same." Well, I don't think he meant buy my music, he, <laughs> Michael, <laughs> but Jackson bought the Beatles catalog, and I don't think McCartney ever forgave him. Nor did Yoko. No, but, um, for sure. Now, do you have? I know you were mentioning that you're a big fan of uh, Ben, but do you, do you have a 
an all-time favorite MJ tune? Like, is there one that sticks in your head? Uh, you know, this is kind of a sappy one, but I really like Man in the Mirror. I That's one of my favorites. Uh, that's know, one of my favorites. You know what other well, one? Uh, well, Man in the Mirror would be one of them. Uh, yeah. Dirty Diana. I think that is a great song. You know, yeah, just that whole, song. just the guitar work in there. A fantastic song. I like Thriller because I love Vincent Price. Yeah, I, love, I think I think the song Thriller is a perfect record. I really do. The song is fantastic. No, for sure. We actually did quite a few uh, MJ tunes in the uh, student stage band at school that I was telling you about the uh, R&B yeah, band. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and some Jackson Five stuff. But uh, what was on the charts? I'm curious here for uh, June 25th, 2009. What would have been on the charts? Some of them you remember, some you won't. Number five was Green Day, 21st Century Breakdown. Of course I remember that one. Of course, that was a big album. Number four, Chicken Foot, uh, their debut album, Chicken Foot. No (laughs) no recollection. So Chicken Foot is basically a a heavy metal supergroup featuring Sammy Hagar from, uh, I guess, Van Halen, Sammy Hagar fame, and a few other people from other bands. 311, Uplifter. I don't know. No, Uh, yeah. No, here's an artist. I'm, I'm sorry, Tony. I'm just going to put it out there in full disclosure. I can't stand number two is Eminem with a song called or an album called Relapse. His music's too, um, I don't know. Um, and Dave Matthews Band with Big Whiskey and the Groo Groo King. Oh, interesting. Now, what are your thoughts on Dave Matthews? I, I was never a big Dave Matthews fan, I always thought they're a little overrated, but that's just my opinion. Tried, I tried, I've tried and tried. Same, just, same here. I don't, I don't hate him. Like, I, if it comes on the radio, it's fine, it's pleasant. Um, but I, I don't, I didn't understand the big attraction other than he was just like this everyday kind of guy, right? Yeah, I but guess. Did you, do you like Eminem? Um, not really, but there are some, there are a couple of tunes that I do like. Um, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, is it, is it Lose Yourself or? Uh, yeah, lose yourself. I like that song. Um, also, a friend of mine, Kelly Lee Evans, did a great cover of "Lose Yourself." Oh. So, yeah, I mean, that's one that's of the cool. Yeah, but uh, in, in general, not a huge fan. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that whole genre. You know, um, I I appreciate it for what it is, and I appreciate the artistry that goes into it. But it's just not what I would typically put on when I want to listen to something. You know. Yeah, I don't like I don't like someone yelling at me. If I want that, I'll go to work. <laughs> <laughs> and just oh, kidding. That's right. Just in case they're listening, hey. Eh? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, are you ready to? Uh, we're going to go back one year, and actually, we're going to go. We this is an interesting trip. We did June twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. We're going back one year, but we're to two thousand and eight. But we're going to June 26th. And you know what? We had to save this one for last. This is uh, on a lighter note, folks. But uh, punch it in, Aaron. June 26th, we're going to Bath, England, uh, 2008. Here we go. We're ready. Ready to go, Tony. All right. England, here we come. Well, here we are in uh, Bath, England. And we're outside the headquarters of Total Guitar Magazine. Do you like good cover versions of songs Aaron are you are you a fan of covers generally or are you or is that not your thing 
You know, I was, I was talking to my daughter Linda about this today, and there's certain covers that are, I think, better than the original. So I'm going to say, for example, Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You is actually better than Prince. I, I would Johnny, agree. Yeah. So what about you? Do you like covers? I love good covers. I despise bad covers. Um, and talking about despising bad covers, I also have an intense dislike for, uh, and I'm going to get pilloried for this i have an intense dislike for anything related to celine dion just just my skin crawls and total but guitar you, does your heart not go on <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i hate that song you know if you so took if you took that out of the movie it would be a great movie just yeah, i've never seen the movie oh it, it ruined the movie but i can't just so, I don't even like talking about Celine Dion, but anyway, and I know people are going to hate me for that because she's Canadian and all that good stuff, but um, Total Guitar Magazine voted and they released a poll and they voted on uh, June 26, 2008. They said that her her rendition of eight of the, I can't even say this without laughing, her rendition of the ACDC track, You Shook Me All Night Long, is the world's worst cover version ever, like ever. And uh, I thought, we got to talk about that on this road trip, you know, because uh, have you uh, heard that cover? So here's something interesting. This, yes, I have. It's, and here's it's the truly thing. horrible. You know, I put together a Spotify playlist and I try to put songs that we talk about. <laughs> this song is not available on Spotify. <laughs> oh, we got to maybe find a YouTube link or something. We got to. Oh, I can find a YouTube link, but there's, I couldn't put it into the Spotify playlist. And I thought. This is interesting that, that, I mean, I would assume she has some control over what goes on Spotify. Uh, and I was ready to rock out with, um, I, I, in my only comment is, oh, she could have, she could have covered Black Dog by Zeppelin, um, maybe Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss, Party Every Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, listen, I, I'm not Why? a fan of Celine Dion's, yeah. but. Yeah, that's the big question, isn't it? Why? Who thought that that would be a good idea? Um, you know, somewhere there's a, there's a record executive thinking, I got an idea. What if? <laughs> you know, do you know what's almost as bad as that? Have you ever heard William Shatner do Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds? I have. <laughs> Although I love William Shatner, I got to say, I, I adore him because his whole career now is just being William Shatner. Yeah, that that, is that's indeed. all he does. <laughs> but that, there, there was no need for, for the uh, Lucy and Sky Diamonds. I was just saying. Just yeah, saying. exactly. That's but how. this was rated as worse than, well, it is. than Bill Shire. <laughs> well, it is. So, however, uh, they also did uh, the, some of the best covers, and they said, uh, this is a no-brainer to me. Uh, Jimi Hendrix first place with, uh, with his version of uh, the Dylan song, All Along the Watchtower. I mean, that is... A brilliant, brilliant cover. Mm-hmm. And I know Dylan loved that cover as well, didn't well, he? Well, Dylan says it's the definitive version. Yes. Dylan said this is the best version of the song. Yeah. Uh, the Beatles' uh, rendition of Twist and Shout. Um, Number two, yeah. Yeah. And, and they said, wow, this is an interesting one too, right? That They said the uh, the Guns N' Roses <laughs> version of the Wing song, Live and Let Die. What's your opinion no, on that? No, I hate it. <laughs> you don't like it, eh? I really hate it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't like their version of Dylan's um, 
They did knock the it on heaven's door, didn't they? That's the one I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, they did not. I don't like their version of that either. I'm I'm not a big Guns a GNR fan, but uh, oh, I don't like their cover of Living Let. I think there's other good covers of McCartney's songs. I think you know Rod Stewart doing Maybe I'm Amazed is fantastic. I yep. think there's been some some great stuff, but. No. <laughs> well, and I shared that cover with you. Did well. We talked about that last week. Alanis Morissette's cover of "Dear Prudence." Dear Prudence, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. You know, absolutely. Um, you know, here's the thing: Celine Dion should stay in her lane. I uh, um, well, just like we're trying to stay in the right lane. I always hate driving in England because I feel I, like I I'm on the wrong that. side. I thought I'd bring up the analogy. Yes. Right now, we're going head on to a semi. Move over, <laughs> Celine. Let's not do this ever again but she's done some pretty rough covers though right oh yeah yeah well, i'm not a fan i i just that if i hear that come on it's switched off instantly anything and she did her. it with another artist a woman named anastasia and, oh okay uh, boy that helped her career <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh, staying in your lane it would be good advice for for people like her because you know like she's talented i i give her all the credit in the world for that she's got an incredible voice i'm just not a not a fan of the material let's just put it that way okay i just have a question and, and maybe the fans out there celine dion can answer this for me is why she continually uses her arm to clap as opposed to two hands i, I just question <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for a good friend. I'm asking for Tony. Um. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so uh, on that note, on that happy note here, what was on the uh, charts in 2008? Well, again, it's like, how many of these can you remember? Um, number five, Journey Revelation. I was surprised that that went so high. Mm-hmm. Four is uh, Weezer by Weezer. I remember Weezer. Uh, Buddy Holly, that big hit off that album. Three was Usher from the Where Are You Now bin. That's right. Um, Here I Stand. Number two, do you remember the Now now albums? Now that's what I call music. Um, Now 28 was number two. And number one was, again, not a favorite, Disturbed, the band Disturbed. And the the album was Indestructible. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting chart because uh, I was never really big into any of those to be honest you know yeah 2008 i was uh, listening to a lot of other music um i wasn't listening to that i can tell you there but uh, i didn't my journeys album and weezer wasn't bad but i didn't like usher i didn't really care much for the compilation albums and i'm not a big fan of disturbed yeah i agree with you though weezer wasn't bad i i you know enjoy some of that well aaron this has been uh fascinating road trip hasn't it this has been one of my favorites we've just been to so many different places yeah, it's been fantastic. And seeing places we've never seen before, Bath, Prague. Yeah, especially Prague. You know, I, I hope we get more chances to go to different places besides England and North America. It's it's always great to do that. Well, we could always do back in the USSR. Yes, we um, certainly could. You know, got to make sure we have our passports and we've got to make sure we know where the embassy is, of course. And Well, maybe in the future we could do um, Nigeria with Paul McCartney recorded band on the run. Oh, gosh. When that comes up, we've got to do that for sure. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) But in the meantime, uh, let's get home. So uh, why don't you punch it in? There we go. Well, it's good to be home, isn't it? And uh, good to be back in the present. And in fact, we're going to be... seeing each other again in a couple days aren't we because we've got to do uh, some more recording for our other project which 
has been great so far, hasn't it? Oh, you know what? I love I love the fact that we get to play the songs we talk about. I get to spend more time with you. We can focus on a certain genre or artist. It's fantastic. Great. Of course, Tony, you should tell them what we're talking about. Yes, of course. Uh, I uh, want to let you know, folks, that we are talking about our Spotify radio show called Before My Time. And it is a celebration of the fact that Aaron and I are both old souls. We love old music. And we're going to be talking about anything and everything on that show. Uh, you came up with a great playlist for uh, uh, Bing Crosby, all about Bing Crosby. What a fascinating guy. And I loved recording that uh, episode. Oh, and great voice. Didn't he have a great voice? Oh, Just unbelievable. A great voice. It's a velvet voice. And um, that episode is available now. It's only on Spotify, but... Uh, We've put a, we'll put a link in our show notes to that as well. And yep. the upcoming episode, there was my turn to pick a playlist, and I'm picking a playlist called I Love Paris, which is going to be all about songs that celebrate the City of Lights. So that's going to be really fun as well. That's what we'll, we'll be recording in a couple of days. And you know, I'm, just so you guys know, I've been able to listen to some of the stuff that Tony's picked, and it is A1. Fantastic. Très bon. <laughs> hey, your French is getting better. Nice. <laughs> well, here we are. But uh, as always, excellent trip. Um, I will see you in a few days, my friend. I hope so. And a great trip. Fantastic. And, and uh, just safe drive home, Tony. I will. I'll drive carefully and I'll see you soon. Music for today's episode of the Wayback Music Machine podcast was written by Rick Denis. The show notes, chart selection, and Spotify playlist were created by Aaron Badgley. And the artwork, recording, editing, and sound production was done by Tony Stewart. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to tell a friend or two. And don't forget to click follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast player to get the latest episodes automatically. And we'd love it if you would leave us a review. You can also engage with the show by going on our website and leaving us a voicemail. We may even play your voicemail on an upcoming episode. Thanks for taking this road trip with us, and we'll see you next time on the Wayback Music Machine Podcast. Hey, turn the radio up. I love this song. The Wayback Music Machine Podcast is a Stewie Tunes production.